Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Major building projects for the trade or a DIY home reno, Robot Building Supplies is the Australian-owned, family-run business you can trust. Robot's knowledge and product range is vast and world-class. Next day delivery in Metro Melbourne, visit robotbuildingsupplies.com.au. R-O-B-O-T, Robot Building Supplies. Yeah, welcome back to the program for our listeners in New South Wales. Big welcome to our Queensland listeners also from SENQ 693am. If you've missed any of the show, look up the SEN Breakfast with Fossey and Brandy on your favourite podcast platform. Had a chat to Dave Riccio. Brett Phyllis updated us on the US Open final and answered your calls and texts. Now it's, see, it's the hour, power, hour of power. Oh, yeah, this is where we break the salary cap. Who cares what we're paying them? Uh, Matty Johns and Cameron Smith. Uh, Matty Johns, thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Get your VB for men grooming kit today for just $59.99 from Chemist Warehouse. And Cameron Smith here for the Sporting Globe, home of the footy. Catch all the NRL action at the Sporting Globe. Your home of footy. Great place, great venue. But first up, the Matty Johns for Chemist Warehouse. Matty, I asked Brandy right off the top of the show because you've been around football all your life. You've played right. Rugby league from when your little boy up in Cessnock. Have you ever seen the likes of yesterday? Have you no, ever look, seen the likes of what happened? Uh, good morning, old cock. Hello to the listeners, Brandy and Cameron. Uh, not since watching, you know, games. As I said, like I said the show last night, watching, been brought through watching football in the 70s and 80s. It was a throwback to the 70s and 80s, and I absolutely loved every second of it. Yep, loved it. Loved it. It was yeah. just dramatic. Cameron. Yeah. Most capped Morning, player fellas. in the history of rugby league. You played a lot of matches. Did you yes. play in a match like that before? No, no. And I've, I've played in some, some pretty big matches with a lot of feeling amongst the two sides. But look, you, you, know, you sort of take yourself back to game three of Origin this year. You know, those opening uh, stages in that match that, that sort of reflected what we've seen yesterday. But, but not an 80-minute performance like those two teams put in yesterday. I'm, I'm, I've got to take myself back to when I was a little fella. Now, I was born in 83, so I missed I missed the early sort of 80s and, and, and the 70s, that, that style of football. But just thinking back to, you know, the, the late 80s where it was still a pretty aggressive and pretty rough style of, of sport that, that the players played. Um, yeah, it was great. I actually loved it. I loved sitting there watching both teams get stuck into each other. Uh, now, coming into the weekend, I, I think most of us thought that this was shaping up as what could possibly be the best weekend of, of finals footy we've had for a long time because the sides were so even. that mm. Everyone gave the Eels a, a chance to beat the Panthers. Melbourne Raiders, toss of the coin, as mm. was the Sharks, Cowboys. Mm. And then we had yesterday. It, it, it did pan out the way everyone thought. It, it, that was a great weekend of footy. Yeah, it was Brandy. I think every every facet, everything we spoke about, um, sort of came through. It, it was you know the the Nathan Cleary return was saying that he carried no rust, that he trained his backside off, and he get out there and wouldn't miss a beat. In fact, be better. That had happened. We said that uh, there was a lot of talk around that the Raiders would upset Melbourne. That took place. Everyone said, well, you know, we don't know how to split the Cowboys and and, and Cronulla. There you go again. And yesterday they said there's no doubt that these two sides will tear into each other. It'll be something special. And it was. So it was... I'm with you, Brandy. I thought it was just a fantastic weekend of rugby league. And some of those scenes yesterday at Allianz were as good as I've ever seen in the game. Yeah. 
You, you were a lover of the old Sydney Football Stadium, Matty, and obviously it's got great memories for you because Newcastle, uh, Newcastle won their first grand final there. But I think, let the record show, I think we've got the best rugby league stadium again. Yeah. Allianz mm. Stadium, to me, and it was previously the old Sydney Football Stadium, I always thought that's the best stadium we have. Now, Cameron, this is controversial because Suncorp Stadium. Oh, but I'm telling bossy. you, I, I am telling you, <laughs> Allianz... <laughs> The old Sydney football stadium was the best, you know, full, and we didn't say full too often, but full, I thought it was the best stadium we had. And I think the new one may have got there. Cameron, Matty? Yeah, look, Yeah, go, Matty. I know you're right, mate. And, uh, I think, Brent, like, like, I've got great memories, not just as a player, but the semi-final weekends, Saturday, Sunday, minor semi-final, major semi-final. It was just, I... Just loved it. I thought, I think we have to go back to that. You know, the, the, the Saturday, Sunday, when Sydney teams uh, earned the home semi-final, it was just, I thought, it, well, I used to think it was better than grand final weekend. It was just so good and so many great memories. But look, it, it's, th- this stadium is something special simply because it's just been built. You know, it's, it's modern. Mm. It's so easy to get in and out of. You know, Suncorp d- did renovations. You know, it's hard to split them. I mean, Suncorp is just a fantastic ground. And, and, and the way that the Queensland supporters, you know, flock into it. Uh, it's a toss of a coin. Look, you go for Allianz just because, as I said before, it, it, it's sparkling new. I, I haven't, <laughs> well, I, I can't judge because I haven't been into the new Allianz. I haven't been there. But the fact that, that um, Suncorp holds an extra 10,000, Mm. I, th- I think it's, I, but that—that's me not being not being <laughs> well, New Orleans. Well, I'm telling there. you just from experience, I have been to rectangular stadiums that are bigger. So, and and uh, Cameron, would you have Millennium Stadium in Cardiff? I'm just trying to think. Yes, did you play there. Yes, I've played there. Like, yeah. So it's big, but it's almost too big for rectangular. You are still mm. like up high. You are a long way away. Yep. I'm thinking forty thousand, uh, forty-two thousand is the perfect rectangular. Stadium for atmosphere. It's all yeah. kept in there. You know, you're close. That that's probably befitting the game of rugby league. The 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 the, the field area that we play on, having yep. been around the world to other grounds. I mean, Old Trafford's incredible, but yes. that's not even the right dimensions. It's not the right dimensions <laughs> of a rugby league field. Ingol yeah, area is about, about two and a half meters. It's only. It's yeah. I think it's only. Um... It could be even shorter. The ground too might be only about yeah. 96 mm, metres yeah. long. I think yeah, they, they shorten up a few of the, the 10 metre um, areas. But um, I'd, I'd still lean towards Suncorp. And I, I think mainly because, you know, I represented Queensland and we had so many big matches there, um, you know, being the, the Maroons' home ground. Um, but, I, but I must say, I'm a little bit like Matty. A lot of my memories of, of September football, finals football, was the Sydney Football Stadium. And mm. I guess in a way, I'm a little bit... I always wanted an opportunity, like when I was playing Origin, to play an Origin match at the footy stadium. Just thinking back to a lot of those those great Origin matches that that, that were played at the Sydney Football Stadium, um, you know, the Mark Coyne miracle try, mm, yeah. um, Michael O'Connor kicking that sideline conversion, all of those iconic moments of State of Origin that they take you back to the Sydney Football Stadium. There's no yeah, doubt that it's, that's a wonderful, wonderful arena. Good point, yeah. Now, look, the big issue with a lot of our listeners this morning, Maddie and Cameron, bringing you up to speed, and a lot of our callers right from the start of the day, the concern is that the competition is not going to be decided by the two teams. It's going to be decided by the bunker and bunker intervention. Are you concerned 
in light of yesterday in particular, that that is a chance, Matty? Um, it's always a chance. Look, there are a couple of things that were overzealous yesterday. I mean, the junior Totola push in the face, there was nothing in that. You know, and we said in, in the outbreak, we'll have a discussion about, you know, third man running in. Uh, you know, running into what? To do what? Because there's no <laughs> yeah. punching anyway. But I, I tell you, I thought Trent Robinson was terrific after the game yesterday. It would have been very easy for him to sit there and complain about the officiating. But he said, no, no, no. He said, I point no blame at the officials. He said, both of these sides chose to take this route. They chose to play that way. And if and if that's the case, boys, and I know like, no one likes to see two players in the semi from one side, but if teams choose to play that way, you know, the referee just and the banker just can't throw their hands in the air and say, oh, just let them get on, get on with it. It puts the referee in a very, very difficult situation. But as I said, okay, but they, they were overzealous one or two occasions. But it yes. was very hard for the referee at times not to lose control of that game yesterday because the players themselves lost themselves lost control. Yeah. It was. And I, and I it think was a I bit out it, of control, wasn't yeah. it? I think Ashley Klein said as much, Matty, when, when he put those two boys in the bin. I think it was Radley and Totola. He said, hey, listen, the game's starting to get out of control. You guys can go sit down. Mm. I think that, that was he, – he gave his, his reasoning for that, which is fair enough. But um, I, do have, I do have small concerns, Vossi, absolutely, of, of the bunker trying to interject at certain times. I think they can – I think they can just let the officials on the ground, the referee and the two touch judges, just let them look after the game, um, and just take. They can choose to take a back seat at times when when they actually, instead of, instead of doing that, they choose to interject and and try and have their say. Mm. Um, now we've been running a poll here this morning. Uh, <laughs> this is pretty. Should you be up? This is a poll that I, I threw up early. Uh, should you be able to score a try off a Falcon? Uh, at the moment, it's 67% yes. The big issue. 33 no. I know the, the big, big issue. Issues. Boys, please don't rub this in, please. Can you score a try? Could, should, should that? There's something in just the word the Falcon invokes um, getting it wrong. Couldn't catch, wasn't looking at the ball, hits him on the head. And and we're having tries scored off Falcons. Um, mm. Is that right, boys? M- Maddie, what what do you think? Oh, jeez. <laughs> t- um, look, I'll say pro Falcon. I'm, I'm, I, I yeah, I'm pro Falcon. It's pro um, Falcon. there was one in England where the guy remember the one in England. The guy literally held the ball, head butted the ball through like a chip, and then mm. and then scored. Marvelous football. <laughs> <laughs> Cameron. Um, Oh, look, I don't mind it. As long as... Well, it's illegal for, like, intentional use of the head um, Mm -hmm. to promote the ball forward. But, uh, yeah, if it's accidental, sometimes it's quite comical. Well, it is comical, but it's game... It's quite Brady, amazing, actually, how Brady's they score points. of yours. You, you threw it entirely out of the blue. I oh, said so you're against, you're against Brady. Yeah, I'm against it. Because I, 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 I just can't have a try being scored off off such a big error. You, you, yeah. you can't catch the ball or the pass is that bad that it hits your teammate in the head. Like, yep. that's an error. Fair enough. Yeah, anyway. Um, we can drop that. Oh, no, yeah, it's been dropped. There we go. Motion dismissed. Uh, Mr. Speaker for Penrith, uh, your motion dismissed. Hi, boys. Allianz Stadium is great, but the parking and traffic is lousy. The government forgot about that when they designed it. I was stuck in the car park for over an hour, says Tessa the Rabbit. 
Um, mm. Well, Tessa, if you were stuck in the car park for an hour, um, this weekend getting in is going to be a little bit of a problem because the Swans are playing Collingwood at oh, 4.45 no. on Saturday. Um, and it's an 8 o'clock kickoff for the Rabbitohs and um, the Sharks. So we mentioned earlier, Peter Volandi thinks Bruno Mars and Everest is a problem um, uh, when that comes up in October. I Swans think this, Collingwood this Saturday could be a might be a little bit more of a problem. Yeah. Mm. So parking. But, but look, Not you much we put can do about I mean, that. Yeah, but, but, I mean, big events and parking and traffic, and we all blow up. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I got stuck in a car park at a Bulldogs game on a Sunday night early this year for an hour, but... Yeah, I suppose we, there's bigger issues to worry about, isn't there? Bigger uh, there issues. is, yeah. And the Falcons, certainly not one of them. I'm going to let that go. <laughs> Come on, let it go. Uh, now, uh, the Storm and the Roosters. Coming two weeks ago, you know, the Storm came good towards the back end of the year. I know that the Eels mm. beat them, but um, where to for the Melbourne Storm? Now that we departure of all those players, Cameron... Yeah, uh, half the forward pack leaving. Um, yeah, and what and what are you what what's your gut feeling about Cameron Munster now in terms of he'll be there next year, but mm. have you got a, have you got a, a gut feel on what well, might happen to Cam in twenty twenty four? Well, just on on the the club moving forward with those departures, particularly of those four players. So the two Bromwich brothers, Jesse and, and Kenny, uh, Felice Cafusi, of course, those three players going to the Dolphins next year. Um, <clears throat> Brandon Smith moving on to the Roosters. They're, they're four premiership players and four well representative players, aren't they? They're state of origin and international players, all four. So they're losing a whole heap of experience. Once again, they, they, they took a whole chunk of experience out of their squad last year also. Um, but on top of that, they're, they're four players that are in their starting 13, fellas. Mm. So it, it's, it's, a, it's a big chunk of their... Um, of their starting side out of this team, um, of course they've they've signed Tarek Sims, um, and they've signed that young back rower from the Warriors, who I think is a fantastic young young Ellie player. Katoa, Katoa, um, but yeah, it's it's this is this is going to be a big challenge for them. This is uh, a big challenge for the club. It's a big challenge for Craig as coach, which you know he. He's leading everyone to believe that this will be his final season in, in 2023 as a head coach. So, big challenge for them ahead. Um, as far as Cam Munster's concerned, if I'm brutally honest, if if I felt as though he was going to commit to the Melbourne Storm and, and sign on and extend his contract, he would have done so by now. Yeah. That's my That's my gut feeling. But he's been at this club since he was, you know, 16 years of age. Um, yeah, we've heard Braith and Asta come out on on TV and say that, you know, the Melbourne Storm, their offer now is in the area where it should be. Um, so what's holding him? What's holding him back? I think if he wanted to stay at that club and there was no other reason, you know, to delay the decision to, to commit, he would have done so. Um, so my gut feeling is, as as bad as this may sound to all the Storm uh, supporters out there and myself, I'd love Cam Munster to say to stay. I feel as though he'll be going to the Dolphins. Yeah, mm, that's the read that um, plenty have got on the I, tennis. I, just updating I that one set uh, all three all the third. Uh, Rude and Alcaraz. I know, um, Maddie, you're um, very much in the Casper uh, Rude camp. Um, Norwegian, is that correct? Yes. Yeah, 
yeah, yeah, definitely. Huge big fan. Massive. I said Casper Root could run nude down Pitt Street Mall in Sydney today. No one would know who he was. Because if, if Root does win, whoever wins becomes the world number one. World number one. And Casper Root could be the world number one in tennis today. He, he must be the... By the way, just as we go to a break, Maddie, we lean on you You as the um, monarchy reporter, the monarchy uh, reporter mm. on this station, on SEN. <laughs> just in light of the events, the tragic events of last Friday, very sad events, um, news comes through today. Prince Andrew has been put in charge of caring for the Queen's beloved corgis. Just sort of get your reaction on that. Jeez. Prince Andrew's oh, been wow. given the dogs oh. to look after. Others, oh. others get the get the job of king, like King <laughs> Charles. You become king, uh, yeah. Andrew. You look after the dogs. Um, yeah. You look after the corgis. What did you think, Matty? Yeah, he's got the rough end of the stick there. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not corgi man. I mean, each to their own. Um, uh, look. A corgi's not a dog that I would, um, you know, it's not on priorities. Uh, I don't know if that's the right term. I'm probably thinking not to stay out of this one. Um, there's a lot of monarchists out there, and they seem to be quite angry people sometimes. So I think it's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm keeping out. Okay. okay. And we sometimes play the birthday game. We sometimes play the birthday game. During her lifetime, how many corgis did Her Majesty own? Oh, Cameron, oh, take a step. Um, I'm going to say 17. 17. Brady? <laughs> I'm going to say 50. 50. 50. <laughs> Matty, how many corgis? 27. 30. The answer was 30. There you go. Oh. So you're all pop yeah, Pretty sorry. close, Matt. There we go. We're playing a little bit of a game there here on uh, Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy. Uh, Matty here for Chemist Warehouse. Cameron Smith for the Sporting Globe. Fire your questions in via the text 0457 736 736 or call the McDonald Jones open line 1300 01 1170. Hello to all our listeners on this Monday morning far afield. We broadcast right across New South Wales and Queensland through the ACT, wherever you're listening on the SEN app. It's a great Monday morning. Cameron Smith here for the Sporting Globe. Matty Johns for Chemist Warehouse. And uh, on the text, Aidan says, Morning, boys. Let's take a moment to think about all those para fans who have been texting and calling in for the past three weeks, hoping they'd end up playing Penrith in the first week of the finals because they were the so-called easy beats. Glad they got what they hoped for. Go the Panthers. There's a little bit of penrith Paramount rivalry. Now, pull up your socks, fellas. All-day socks by Underworks pass every comfort test. Pull up your socks. I'm saying Brandy, pull up your socks because that, that Falcon issue today, I just don't see how that got to the top of the agenda. So I'm saying Brandy, pull up your, pull up your socks, mate. I mean, we had so we, many we things haven't... to talk about and you yeah. threw in the Falcon issue, which has died a death. Mm. Oh, gee, I, I, thought it, I thought I'd garner more support no. amongst the listeners and even Maddie and Cam. Just, yeah. no, just, 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 very just move on. Just move I sort of regret it. I apologise, Brian. I'm looking back. I, I just didn't give you the support you deserved there. Yeah. That's all right, Maddie. Yeah. Um, I don't feel alone. So, Cameron, um, you have a nomination for Pull Up Your Socks on this Monday morning for Underworks. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm just going to go um, with, with the teams that are moving into the second week of finals. I'm going to say Parramatta boys. They really have to pull up their socks. I know they ran into a, a red-hot Penrith side on on the weekend, um, led um, beautifully by Nathan Cleary. I just feel as though they, they really need to get their game sorted quickly for this weekend, playing against the, the Raiders, of course. Three three guys I thought really had a red-hot crack for them, though, um, and that was um, Madison, Junior Bolo, and RCG. I thought they, they went out there and had a red-hot crack, but... Um, yeah, I think the Parramatta footy side got to pull up your socks this week, boys. All right. Mm. Uh, Matty? Matthew? Yeah, it's hard. Like, 
Yeah, I think I'm with Cameron. It's I think all Parramatta fans be saying, "Come on, boys, it's time to deliver this time of the year." I reckon, like leading into the game, there was one aspect I thought Parramatta were really bullish. Which um, <clears throat> I mean, if they win, you go, "Mate, well done." But you know, we've got a couple of people that Penrith fans have said that even on social media they were bullish. And if you're going in, like I've always think, if you're going into week one of the finals, particularly against Penrith. Mate, it's the old art of war. You don't see it coming. And I sometimes get, you know, I, I just don't think a team doesn't sells any favours by going, mate, we're going to go out there and we're really going to stick it to them. That sort of kind of talk. Because teams like Penrith and those top seeds go away and go, yeah, okay, you're going to do that? Well, let's go. So, yeah, Parramatta, I think, just in how they handle their build-up. All right, Brandy, uh, and very your quickly, nomination? Yes, anyone thinking of uh, expressing their views on social media, don't. And if you have, <laughs> yeah. wipe your socks. <laughs> Caitlin Moran. Caitlin Moran. Fair dinkum. Oh, no. Fair oh, dinkum. Uh, all day socks by Underworks. Pass every test. Pick up a pair and test them for yourself. The last half hour is all you. And it's all Maddie. And it's all Cameron and Brandy. And I, we just sit back and enjoy it. So be a part of the program. one 1170 or text 0457 736 736. <laughs> every time. Oh, every time. Every time. Promotes the A grade. She doesn't know what she's promoting, but she's promoting. <laughs> Very I'd promote. I'd promote nothing associated with Fletch. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're here thanks to Bryden's Lawyers, 1-800-848-848 and Garage Doors. 4D Doors, Garage Doors Redefined. Um, we, plenty we of text a, coming through. Yeah, uh, this one... A, Yes, go for it, Brandy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when the Storm's Big Four played this year, they were seven to eight and average winning margin twenty seven out of eight. Uh, seven to eight out of ten, average winning margin of twenty five points. Uh, only loss against the Raiders when Pap went down uh, ten minutes. Well, that was the round twenty game, I think mm. it was, where Pappenhausen went down and the Ra- the the Storm were looking good until Pappenhausen. Uh, went off with that fractured kneecap. But, uh, yeah, they missed him. There's no doubt. You know, you mm-hmm. take one of your stars out of your team for a long period. And he uh, he didn't play much footy, did he? Would, would he have played double-figure games? Ten games? Tops? Maybe. That would have yeah, been it. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yep. Disappointing stuff. Um, Matty, you can confirm this morning, lads. This is from uh, Jason. You mentioned Cooper John, Sunshine Coast Falcons in the Queensland Cup coming back from 24 points down to beat the Tweedhead Seagulls 26-24. Is that correct, oh. Matty? It was, yeah, 24, 24 nil. I think it was, might have been 24 nil at half time and come back and they yeah. won in Golden Point, scored with a minute or so to go. And then off the kickoff, Jermaine Asako got the sun in his eyes, couldn't see the ball, uh, rolls dead, and then in Golden Point goes for a short short dropout, doesn't go to the 10, and they kick the goal and win. 26 oh, no. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> Sun in the eyes and then short dropout does go yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Catastrophic. Mm. Tough third. Uh, they, were, your socks. they were down they were down they were down twelve points with only about six and a half minutes to go, boys. And Is that right? Two, yeah, they scored two tries in the last six minutes to even it up. Yeah, there's a All big right. comeback by the Sunshine Coast. Maddie John's here for Chemist Warehouse. Cameron Smith for the Sporting Globe. What a venue that is if you want to catch all the semi-final action. And, of course, Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day. Now, fellas, here's some painful audio for you. Brett Kamali, 
sharing the coaching experience on SEN's Crunch Time over the weekend. I'll play the audio and then get your reaction. This is Brett talking about his experience as coach, which has not been a fun time at the Tigers. You know, it, it was obviously, even if you think about the, the Paul Green, um, unfortunately, he's passing. Um, you can understand, not you can't understand, but, you know, on Sunday night after the last game, I, you know, I, I broke down, basically, you know, and you bawled your eyes out oh, and you sit you? on the bathroom yeah. floor and you think, wow, how hard that was. So wow. you sort of, that's what comes with it that I'd never felt before. Isn't that um, a good insight, boys, that he's, he's yeah. happy to share that? You know, yeah. the, the pressure and how it consumes you and what it does to you, that's, I think people look at it and go, oh, you, you know, it's rugby league, you're a head coach, you, you should be able to deal with it. And so it'll make me now, it's made me now understand that if I wanted to do it, I've got to go and have a long apprenticeship. So do you still want to do it, Nod? I still have ambitions. Yeah. To co- I still love coaching. What a frank admission. Wow. Like he wasn't, he wasn't, yeah. he actually did that. He went to the bathroom floor. I mean, so much pressure, so much disappointment, all of those things, Cameron. Um, now more than ever, tougher to be a coach. You you are retired. Plenty mm. of people would see you, Cameron. You would make a perfect coach. <laughs> Do you, you, you hear that? Does that make you say, nah, I'm pretty happy doing what I'm doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty happy with where I'm at right now, Vossi. Um, and I've said this for quite some time, even before I finished. Uh, you know, a lot of people saying, "Oh, mate, you'd go straight into coaching when you finish." But having watched Craig Bellamy for a long period of time and and seeing him not only just go about his work and and the amount of work that he puts in and the time, but you know the 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 emotions that he that he feels the roller coaster of not just an eighty minute game, but the week, the year, you know, the different things that he has to put up with and, and deal with I, I just I couldn't do it you need you need to have a very special uh, personality to be a Absolutely. head coach yeah. yep. and, and particularly particularly these days guys like there's so much there's so much scrutiny on on every single part of of life not just not just sport or not just coaching but there's so much pressure on on everyone to perform and and get results in particular you know there's a lot of money involved in the game now so sponsors and board members they're all asking why isn't the team winning on the weekend why aren't we performing well and that all comes back to the coaches yeah you know noddy i played a lot with noddy noddy's a a mate of mine and what would really hurt him those players let him down like i think it, it to to, to be a coach and see players go out there, some players, and that not just put in any effort, that might just that must cut you to the bone. And I think that's got a lot to do with it as well. He was put in such a difficult situation; it wasn't fair. And at least you, you know, you can't guarantee wins or anything like that. But you just want your players to dig in for you, and they didn't do it. Let, he was let down badly. Mm. Yeah, well, that from Brett McCauley. By the way, just very sombre, Nat, I believe today would have been Paul Green's 50th birthday, by the way. Um, the passing of Paul, we're, we're all still, you know, um, unpacking what happened there with Paul, but Brett made mention of Paul there. And, you know, that, that was pretty powerful stuff from Brett. Like, that's a really mm. raw admission that, you know, we, we get on and, as you say, Cameron, analyze yeah. everything. I mean, every, yeah. every game. And, you know, here we are talking again about Brett Arthur, you know. Mm. Brett Arthur's side win last weekend. Top of the world. Yeah, Paramount has one game for the grand final. Brad yeah. Arthur's team lose. More than half of our listeners, you know, Brad Arthur's job is on the line. Yes. <laughs> How unenjoyable is that, living on that cutthroat? But Brad yeah. Arthur, if you ask him, no, I love the challenge. I love it. He, he will yeah. genuinely say he mm. loves it. So he's made for that job. 
made for well, the job. Well, that's Cameron said. You, you've got to have a unique personality to be able to deal with that and still enjoy it, still enjoy what you do. Because you, you've got to love it. Like, it's too hard a job if you don't love it. Mm. And, and I always thought, my, my, my take on coaching uh, was that I, I didn't love it enough. I, I didn't want to be at training all day. Mm. I, I didn't want to be there all day. When, when, actually, when, when professional football came in, when, when, when we became pros, that was, the, uh, that was the time for my exit. Even though I was getting older, I just thought, mm. well, this, you know, they're, they're keeping us here all day. What for? Like, what, are, yeah. what are we doing? Just because just we're earning a little bit more money. What, why do we have yeah. to sit around here all day? But, mate, I'm, I'm with you, Brandy. Mate, when, when we went full time, we, we at Newcastle in '96. When we, we were, mate, we're there all day, and we come, we we come night. We're just such a, and we, we end up going to Mal really and say, hey, listen, Mal, mate, can we just go back to weights in the morning, go home, do whatever you can do, and then back for the afternoon? He said, yeah, absolutely. And the next year we yeah. win the competition. I just don't know sometimes what what the sides are doing there all day. No, I, I, like, well, I, that that did me. Like from Tuesday, Thursday night training to you know Saturday morning play Sunday. To evolve into get there before breakfast, have breakfast, go out and do some tackling, come back in, look at the computer, which I've found tedious. Oh. Like looking at a computer and watching things, I <laughs> just mate, drove me round the bend. And you just get um, sick of the sight of your teammates too. Like yeah. Chief, <laughs> Chief saying, mate, we don't even shake hands anymore. And, 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 so by, by the first day of training during the week, I'm thinking, well, I'm done. Dude, I'm, I, I don't know. Can I go back there again? I, one day did me. So that very quickly wore on me. And I thought coaching will not be my gig. All right. Going to throw you, okay, potential coaches then. Potential coaches. Texter here says... Will Storm sign Payne Haas? Is Payne Haas what Melbourne need? At the price, he's not, well, probably. We've, we've no, had that well, discussion. But no. um, Cameron, Payne Haas, you know? No, well, well losing if, a few? If, no, if Payne Haas wants a million dollars, I don't think he'll find himself at the Storm. No. No, I don't okay, think there's a quick I don't answer think to that I'll one. have a million dollars for Payne. <laughs> we'll move would, on. Would, uh, would Payne find himself many clubs for a million dollars? I don't think there'd be no. many clubs willing to pay a million. No. Is that many no. or any? Brandy, did you well, say? Did well, you say? Well, I haven't gone through all of them, but there would be, mm. there might be a couple, but not many. Uh, Maddie, you were a Balmain supporter. We've established that previously as a kid. You're a Balmain fan? Huge Balmain fan. Did you catch this? One of our listeners said, how good was it to see a random Balmain jersey at the Chooks v Bunnies game last night instead of the reverse of Bunnies jersey somewhere random in the world? He, there, <laughs> there was. Even Blocker pointed it out in commentary, Brandy, when the shot came up. He did. Here yeah. we are watching a great moment, and there's Blocker pointing at the screen saying, there's a, there's a Phillips Alpha <laughs> Micro or whatever Balmain jersey up in the oh, crowd. Yeah. That's Great nice. old jerseys. Yeah, yes. Fantastic. Love, love the Balmain Tigers. In 1981, when Dad coached, Dad coached Cessna going as they played Balmain Tigers in a uh, trial match. It was Blocker's debut as a first grader. Whoa. So, um, yeah, great memories of that club. Mm. Uh, um, Clear, Cleary's performance was, was remarkable after five weeks out and just doing what he did uh, with the ball. I, I, I thought another player that, that stood out over the weekend was one that's sort of flown under the radar this year. And, you, you, you know, Jason Taumalolo, yeah. you... You wouldn't say has you know, how could Jay you know Tamalolo ever fly under the radar, but he probably has. But his performance oh. on Saturday night was was that was vintage Tamalolo, yeah. vintage. Yeah, well, 
Well, he had 24 carries for, I think it was about 270 metres, Brandy. So, yeah, he, he was back to his best and, and it really was a, 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 well, a captain's knock, wasn't it? Yep. You know, travelling to Sydney where they haven't had the best of records travelling down there. Um, and and what was on the line, I reckon, for the Cowboys was the most significant result across the entire weekend was that this is now... They now give themselves a week off. It's the first time they, they host a, a grand final qualifier at home. I think they gain the most out of out of any team across the competition. Mm, yeah. So now someone has to play. So it, uh, it's, it's Parramatta and Canberra, isn't it? They cross over. Two weeks ago. Two yeah, weeks so, for the Cowboys too. Yeah. So now they that whoever wins that match, they travel out of Canberra, which is still relatively cold. Sydney's still quite cool. In a fortnight's time, they travel to Townsville. It, it's been 27, 28, 29 degrees there of late. So it's going to be a very, very uncomfortable place for who, whoever yep. progresses through in a fortnight's time to play at Townsville in a prelim. So, yeah, it was a huge game by Taumalolo, Brandy. You're right, mate. And I feel as though he's in the back half of this season. I think we've seen some of his best football. Um, yep. And it was a huge play. I know they were only up against 12 men, but a huge play in the last 15 seconds to get that mm. ball and find that space and oh. score a try to... To level it up. There, there was a really some of his football smarts you underestimate as well. There, there was a they pushed the ball to the left. There was an offload out the back. Went to Tamalola in the middle of the field. Now nine out of ten forwards there would just sort of take the ball up and you know set you know settle the play. He went ping through a twenty-five meter pass out to That's the far right. edge, which oh, led yes. to a try. Mate, great piece of skill, but really smart football to have that mm. to have that vision. Yeah, mm. uh, just yep. on Jason Tamalolo as we go to a break. He did actually win the Cowboys Player of the Year. We had this discussion last week. Yeah. It raised eyebrows. Everyone's except Kevin Walters. But um, Jason Tamalolo did win the Cowboys Player of the Year. Tom Dearden got the Player's Player, but JT, the new JT, got the Player of the Year at the Cowboys. We'll take a break. More of Cameron for the Sporting Globe. Maddie for Chemist Warehouse and Brandy, no sponsor, after the break. Push for time, but there's always time for a caller of this ilk. Ilk. Gary of Newtown has called through, and I'm going to put him through to you, Matty, because you are a great mind of rugby. Not that you're not, Cameron, but I'm going to let yeah. Gary of Newtown loose with you, Matty. Matty, can you say yeah. hello to Gary of Newtown and welcome him to well, the program on the Big I've enjoyed. I've heard. I've heard quite a bit of Gary's insights, and I, I enjoy them. I thought some of his stuff on Parramatta versus Penrith was spot on. Gary, g'day, mate. Can I just ask you what do you think is the the key to winning this premiership? Oh, I still think it's skill and physicality. That's why I enjoyed the uh, the Cowboys Cronulla game. Can I just say quickly on the uh, on on the uh, game yesterday? There was too much. I, I left. I, I went to two games. The Panthers game. I think they got to cut back two thousand less supporters. You couldn't move in the joint. That was a problem. And yesterday's game. Yesterday's game. Players running all the time are sending me mad. I left a half an hour before the end, and I never leave games. I never leave. But it sent me mad. It took me three, took three minutes to get back to get the game back in play. It sent me crazy. I just left. I was fed up. But I just say, uh, Nico Hine, he was top shelf. I loved his style of play. He was running the ball, putting plays on in slow motion, but a hundred bowls an hour. He, that, I love that game. 
all the skill was there and the physicality was there. They surprised me. I thought the forwards might have been, Kanana might have been missing a forward or two, but they hung in really well. I, I really enjoyed that game. What was your read on it, Matty? Gary, I think you're absolutely spot on. Thanks for saying what needed to be said, mate. Yeah, well, there we well, go. Well, that's it. Yeah, I thought he was spot on. Mate, Nico Hines, brilliant. Best performer outside of Nathan Cleary the weekend. What was the first half of the call about, though? The What was that? I don't know what that was about. Wanted, wanted less The crowds, people. too many people. Too many people. <laughs> too many people at the games. That's a problem. I just, just uh, talking about a lack yes. of... What, why was there half, the, half the, the Western stand at the New Allianz Stadium? What, why was the top half empty? How, how yeah, does that work? Members, I suppose. I don't know. Members. Why don't they sell the members' yeah. tickets if they're not going to use them? <coughs> yeah. Does that, that happen at Suncorp? That should have been your poll Doesn't earlier today rather than Does the Falcon tries off well, 56. Well, I, I, I was told, I think in that very first match um, last week, Roosters v Rabbitohs, I, I think the members were made to pay. So if they didn't turn up, they were still handing money over, but it sort of mm. made them use their ticket. Right. So I don't know. Well, not I don't know what happened yesterday. Okay, we, we are pushed for time, but I'm going to lock you in for a tip right now on a Monday. And I know that's hard before teams are announced and Parramatta, you know, whether Moses plays, obviously going to be very important. Maddie, right now, Monday morning, uh, Eels, Raiders, Sharks, Rabbitohs, what's your tips? I'm going to, look, I, I think that game yesterday, I think it'll take a bit out of Souths. I, I think they'll bounce back the Sharkies. And, mate, how they're going at the moment, Canberra is right in Ricky's sweet spot. I think I think they'll upset Parramatta. All righty, Cameron. Uh, I'm going to say Souths to beat the Sharks to beat the Sharkies and, and Raiders Eels. Toss of the coin. If I, I think if Mitch Moses gets up, I think he'll play. Um, I think Parramatta will win. All righty, and that will uh, lead us in to a, a thrilling preliminary final weekend. Whichever way, whichever way, we, we can't lose here as far as the lineups mm. that we've got. Cameron, thanks for your time today, as always, for the Sporting Globe. Well done. Thank you, fellas. See you next week. Thanks, Cam. And Maddie Thank Johns for Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Have a great week, Maddie. Thanks, boys. See you later. Thanks, Maddie. We'll bring it home in a moment. Six and a half minutes to nine. Vossie and Brandy here. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget, you can listen live to the show every weekday morning from 6 till 9. Tune in through 1170am in Sydney or anywhere in the world through the SEN app. Enjoying better than 2020 vision is not as expensive as you think. For a free, no-obligation consultation, visit medonic.com.au. Medonic Laser Clinic, the best place to lose your glasses. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.